this morning. My hope has been that you would uh, hear the voice of God. Some of you have uh, trained yourself to hear the voice ever so clearly. You discern it. You recognize it. Others struggle with that. Uh, it is a learned trait as you put on a screen. But my prayer is that God speaks through the Word. He speaks through video. He speaks through music. He speaks through our friends. He speaks through pastors. He speaks through the table. And today we're talking about passionate connection, uh, connecting with God. This table is somewhat similar, but had I really done it, I've been like, feeling like we're Japanese today. In the Jewish history, the table would sit ever so low to the ground. About six to eight inches off the ground, they would sit there and they would recline back. They would go down on their left elbow to lean and they would eat with the right hand. Very, very uh, common meal for the Jewish people. So this morning I thought we would come back and revisit some of the last acts of Jesus in here at the Lord's table. Um, at this table, they would have prepared for them roasted lamb. There would be four bowls, four cups of wine. And they would sing Psalm 113 through Psalm 118, Hayel. They would sing these psalms unto the Lord, much as we sang praise and worship, and they would do that. And then the habit was, as they, as they continued the meal, the youngest at the table, he would say to the elder, to the oldest at the table, would you tell me the story of Passover? And this man would stand and he would tell the wonderful story of the Lord of the past and what Passover meant and how God had spared His people. There in the upper room, Jesus gathered in the last hours of His life with His disciples and they sat around the table. And the disciples, we make them superhuman, super holy. And they are holy, but they're not superhuman and they're much like us. Very impetuous. And the story I'm going to tell you now, they were extremely self-absorbed with themselves. And who would get the grandeur? Who would get the honor? And they would ask, Jesus, who is going to be the greatest? Who's going to sit on your right? And who's going to sit on your left? That was the most important thing to them. And we know from Scripture, we know who one was. His name was John, the Beloved. Scripture doesn't let us know who the other was. So I felt they probably nominated John. Hey, John, why don't you ask Jesus this? And they had this dialogue. Jesus was already contemplating the cross. And they were worried about who was going to get in and on this deal? Who was going to be the greatest? And then Jesus turned to them and He said, At this table there will be one that will dip the cup. And the one that dips his hand into the cup, he will betray me, one of you. What? One will stab you, Jesus, in the back? And Jesus knew exactly who it was. And the disciples were quite perplexed over this, but yet today we look back with the understanding that we have from Scripture that we know it was Judas. He sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. But as we come to this table, there's a couple things that I think about. We, we don't need to forget to look back at the sacrifice of Christ, of giving His life as a ransom for many, the Bible says. He gave it up. So we look back. We take the broken bread in the cup and we remember. 
But then we look forward to the meal. Oh, I get excited about this Christ follower. We look forward to the meal when Jesus said, I do this now with my disciples, but I won't do it again until I'm in my Father's kingdom. Until we are called home, the saints of God will sit at the Lamb's banquet. How many of you long for that day when we sit with Jesus Christ at the communion of communions? Isn't that going to be an awesome sight? I do everything I can in, in my power and creativity or whatever God gives to try to create an experience, an environment for you that this won't just become some old common meal that we run through the ritualistic deal of it. But today was about coming a little different. Some of you understand, if you can't kneel, that's fine. There's no shame in that. You come to the table and you receive from Jesus. But I would say the vast majority of you, probably 99% of you, will be able to kneel and you kneel on this pillow, you kneel on this carpet, and you receive the sacrament of Jesus as you look forward. But then Jesus says, look inward. Look into your heart and see if there's sin there. If there's something that needs to get right. And make confession to God. Not just, God, forgive me of my sins, for they are many. He knows that. Confess that specific sin, that individual sin that's keeping you from fellowship. But I love this. And he says, but then look outward from the table. Outside the walls of this church, I want you to look outward and proclaim my death until I come again. That's the job of a Christ follower. God sees you valuable this morning, friend. And I talk about that a lot around here because a lot of people suffer from poor self-images and self-esteems and of what has been said about them. But the Father says you are loved and you're accepted in the beloved, the Lord Jesus Christ. There was a parent that said you were dumb, a pain, a mistake, or something. Or there was a coach that criticized you and was tough. But there was another coach that said, I believe, I see potential in you. There was a teacher that said to you, you have talent. You have the ability to write. Maybe you'll be a writer. Maybe you'll write a great novel. But let me tell you, as much as that, and as important as that kind of thing is, it's nothing compared to what Abba says today. I remind us. Abba, Papa, God says, you're valuable to me. It costs the precious blood of my son, Jesus Christ. We sang about it today with Adam earlier, a beautiful song. So he tells us we're valuable. In Leviticus, the 17th chapter, the 11th verse, it talks about blood and it talks about death. And when the great movie came out a few years ago, we, we went as a church and we rented a theater and many of you have the DVD. We have the DVD. We'll show some clips over the next couple weeks. But somebody interviewed Mel Gibson in those days, and they said this, and I've thought about this, and I've studied this, and I've contemplated it, and they were wrong. They didn't mean to be wrong, but they were wrong. I've heard people go, oh, it only took a prick of the blood of Jesus to take away my sin. That is not true. Levitical law says life is in the blood, and blood requires death. Sacrifice requires death. It wasn't enough just for Jesus to give a little bit. He had to give it all. So this morning when you and I come to the table, we're reminded of a sacrifice that calls the Son of God His very life. It requires payment. But then Jesus said, if you'll come by the way of the cross and you'll receive Christ, I love this, I'll make you a son, I'll make you a daughter, and then He uses this term, I'll make you an heir. Of Christ. I'll make you a joint heir of Christ Jesus. How many of you are excited today about being a joint heir of Jesus Christ? Man, there's no taxes to pay on that. There's no 
uh, property and fortunes to lose. It's already been gained at the cross of Calvary. And God says you're valuable, and I receive you, and you're a joint heir of my son. So this bread and cup mean a lot to us today. We eat and we proclaim his death. Now we need to consecrate the bread. We need to have an opportunity that we come to this table and we ask the Lord Jesus to take this common cup and this common bread and to represent the very body and the very blood of Jesus Christ for us as we come and participate by faith. This is a uh, believer's meal. It's for those that name the name of Jesus Christ. It's for those that believe and abide in Christ. It's for those that have a relationship with Him. So let me tell you, for the next 20 minutes, we're going to just be still and worship. The two crosses are open for you to kneel. The front altar rail, the altar space here, these steps, they're open for you to come. And we're going to start, as I said, right here with this section with like eight people. So I need my ushers to get ready. And I need you to move kind of quickly because there are a lot of people in the room. But you want to come in about eight, maybe ten if you're small. You decide that. I'm not going to guard that. And uh, I can't even believe I said that. But we'll, we'll, we'll come. And we'll gather around this holy table because the presence of the Lord is in this room. Amen? So Lord God, bless the breaking of the bread, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ shed for us. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the blood that was shed. His body broken for you and me. His blood shed that we might be forgiven. As you come and kneel, dip the bread. Don't drink, but take the bread and dip it into the cup and receive this sacrament and give honor to the King and worship Him. And as you rise up today, rise up forgiven because Christ says you're new in Him. I've got a couple of worship people. Hold on just a minute. Is there a couple of worship people that need to come quickly? If they are, y'all come. Let's fill the table with it about eight real quickly. And then the rest of you... The ushers will direct you, so be ready to come. This section, that section, for the rest of you, sing, worship, kneel, do business with God. Don't leave the room. Encounter the Holy of Holies. Christ says, come to the table.
Come and listen, come to the waters that show you, no end fear the Lord. Come and listen, come to the waters that show you, who are thirsty. done for me. Let me tell you what he has done for me. He has done for you. He has done for us. Come and listen. Come and listen to what he's done. Come and listen. Come and listen to what he's done. Praise our God, for he is good.
standing let's bow our heads and our hearts Father thank you for this meal it cost you everything I pray that we give our lives as a living sacrifice as Romans instructs us we present ourselves afresh this Sunday morning to live for you Jesus Father may we rise up forgiven resurrected and new in Christ, our Savior. Lord, we bless you. We bless your name, oh God, for this table, for this experience. Thank you for your amazing love. Thank you for our gathering here today, Father. And we'll give you all the praise and all the glory. And God's people said, Amen. Well, this morning, you have just participated in passionate connection with our God through the communion table. Oh, there was nothing wrote about it. It's very fresh. I'm seeing all these drops. Jay, I don't, I don't know. This might be unprotocol, but Jay, I'm going to invite you to get your camera because I, I want you to capture this. I'm sitting here looking at these drops, and what do you think I'm thinking? I'm thinking the blood of Jesus. Every precious drop on this table represents the blood of Christ. Shed that we might be forgiven. Shed that we might go to heaven. Shed that one day we will sit at the Lamb's table and behold the Lamb. Could you put your hands together and give Him the thunderous applause? He's worthy. The Lamb was slain. Thank you, Lord. Wow. You've been to church. And I pray you'll exit those doors and you'll serve Christ with new power, new enthusiasm, new joy, and a new zeal to tell that Christ died for sinners. If you're in Christ this morning, you're not a sinner, you're a saint. He's elevated you to be a son or daughter, to be a joint heir with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God bless you as you go in the spirit of Christ. Amen.